going on here? I demand an explanation. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. An intelligence organization that fears intelligence historically, not awesome. The United States is a democratic nation. Here the people rule. We build no walls to keep them in, nor organize any system of police to keep them mute. Freedom isn't free at all, but it comes with the highest of costs. We have you, the listeners, and the hosts at Revolution Radio. 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 For allowing us to bring you a platform of free speech. Bricks, I've been thinking. What's this show all about? Well, it's all in the title. He enjoys interviewing people about issues that he finds interesting, and which cause him to sit back and think. Cryptocurrency, true crime, natural law, the occult. No topic is off limits here. He has always enjoyed when people give their points of view or thoughts on different topics that they have researched. And what makes it all great is that it's their unique take on what is being discussed. For that reason alone, it makes it interesting to him. So take that walk down to his crypt. Make yourself comfortable. And just maybe, he will be discussing a topic that you have been thinking about. Here's your host, Crypt Rick. Hello. Oh, okay. So apparently I am on. <laughs> I think I'm on. Sorry, guys. It didn't even. Uh, it didn't even ring on my end here, so I'm not even sure if I'm on, guys. Can you guys let me know in chat if I'm on, please? Oh, I am on. You're on, Rick. Oh, perfect. Sorry, guys. Uh, it didn't ring or anything. I'm used to it ringing and hearing all the <laughs> intros and stuff like that, so I do apologize for that, guys. Uh, welcome to the show. A little bit of a rough start here, but hey, we're here. We made it, guys, so... Thanks for whoever helped me get on here, or maybe I was on. I didn't even realize that I was waiting to hear it ring and stuff like that. So definitely something now i got to keep an eye on here. But welcome, as I said, to the show, Crypt Ricks. I've been thinking this is my decompression hour. That's what I call it, and it's exactly what it is, guys. It's just, I mean, I've been uh, watching the convoy for Ottawa and everything going on and around the world for, like, well, today I've been on it for about nine hours straight watching the live feed. Uh, what's going on all over Canada and and plus all the other research I do so I always have to I always tell people I need that little bit of decompression and I think all of you guys that are researchers and looking into stuff understand totally what I'm saying and I do that in a couple different ways the way I like to decompress is listening to a lot of music 
and I like to watch the odd movie if I think it's a good movie and might have, you know, some use watching it. There's a lot of movies out there I don't like to watch, but I do like watching a great movie every once in a while. But music is definitely uh, my way to decompress, and I thought, why not have a show where we can just, you know, have a little bit of fun, talk about music. And, you know, along the way, I'm definitely going to be bringing up some music and some movies that do have a lot of great uh, hidden allegories in it. Uh, different, uh, you know, hitting meanings and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to make it educational as I go along too and try to, you know, show people that there is a lot of, uh, great information in music and a lot of hidden information in both music and movies. So that's the whole premise of the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be trying to interact with the chat here a little bit because I'd like to get your guys' uh, take on what music you guys like, uh, what kind of movies you guys are into because I'm really curious. I mean, so I'm definitely a, a hard rock fan and some people say metalhead whatever they want to call it that's definitely my uh type of music that i'm into but i also like to listen to a lot of different types of music so just to be fair but before i get my guest on i was kind of threw me off here because i didn't think i was even on so just remember guys it's all listener supported here so definitely if you can you know please make a donation go up you can find the donation up in the top corner uh bring the tab down to the donation section and it will walk you through you can become a patreon and every little bit of donation helps. It keeps this great station on the air, and it keeps uh, great information on the air. Because as I always say, we're losing our freedoms, and we're definitely being censored when we try to speak the truth. I know that firsthand because I tried to post a video on YouTube with uh, Russ Tanner. We were talking about geoengineering. We were talking about mercury. And it didn't even make it past a premiere. I was premiering it for the day after I put it up. And within like nine hours, it was pulled down. Medical information, you guys know the drill. So you have to support the channels here that are allowing us to speak the truth because we're losing that ability. So that is, you know, my take on it. So we got to definitely support if you can, guys. Everything helps. So that is just want to get that out of the way because it's more important now than ever. So I do have my guest here, though. I want to welcome my guest. I've had him on my show before, guys. You know him, Greg Fernandez, Jr., so, sorry for the rough, rocky start there, Greg. I, I Like I said, I didn't even think I was called in, so I'm glad that we made it on the air, though. At least we're here. We're doing the first show. You were a guest on my first show on uh, Studio A. So I thought, why not fitting? And we definitely don't see eye to eye on music, so I figured you would definitely try <laughs> to bring on here and have a discussion. We can talk a bit about music, and then we can talk about a couple movies that we were talking about that have a little bit of importance, I think, in what's going on today. And... uh so I think it's cool. So welcome. Thank you, Rick. I'm always glad to be here with whatever topic you got. I'll do my best to try to cover it, to be as nice as I possibly can. I know. Um, <laughs> I look forward to this one for sure. Well, yeah. See, I mean, I, I'm looking at chat. We got Punk Rabbit in the chat and, chat, and he's on my side. He loves metal music. He likes metalcore, hardcore, thrash metal. See, I'm with my people, Greg. I'm with them. <laughs> Do we have any Phil Collins fans out there? Am I the only one here? Come on. See what I'm saying? We got Fleestein in here. You know, he bought Iron Crickets. Maiden. He bought right. Iron Maiden and Slayer. Like, I'm telling you, Greg, there's something with heavy metal music here that, okay. you know, I know you call it noise. You tell me all the time that you don't understand what they're screaming about. I and... don't. Right, right. <laughs> Right. I, I need I need a translator, Rick. You'll have to translate all of that for me. But Right. Well, I mean, no, I mean, th really, let's think about music. Music should really be about content. As long as the content's good, as long as it, you know, helps you out, as long as it gives you something, uh, a positive feeling, I think there's nothing wrong with that. So if screaming and yelling gives you a good feeling <laughs> for my childhood, it didn't work for for me. I'd stay away from that. Maybe, maybe it's because of that that I like more of the calm music. So I don't know. Right. Well, I know, like, you've been torturing me with this Phil Collins now for about a week, and uh, you sent me, like, three videos, and you and I was a man of my word. I said I would listen to them and be open-minded, and I did. I watched all three videos, and, you know, by the end of the third video, I wanted to jump off a bridge, and... Um, yeah, now I'm scared. Now now I'm scared that you're going to send me three videos that I'm going to have to watch. So exactly, I'm, my I'm friend. Gonna need, I'm going to have to have some wine before I do that just to kind of ease my, my mind to that. But it's it's the it's the anger. It's the angriness. It's it's all of that. That kind of I, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I'm just not well, not a big fan. But see, you're looking at it from a different and I, and I can I'm sure the people in the chat will agree. I uh, there is some music out there that I'm not a fan of all heavy metal music. Believe me, there's a lot out there that I even it's yelling to me. I, I'm not into all of that. But on a fair note, there is a lot of bands out there that are that do have a lot of hidden messages in their music and a lot of political 
uh, messages in their music, which I find I really I've always been kind of drawn to bands like that, like a band that I'm sure you don't know much about our chat. Well, I definitely know that Punk Rabbit's going to know about it and a couple other people like Fleestein in here and stuff like that. They're going to know a band like a band called Megadeth. And they were really you do know. Okay, well, there you go. So that's cool that you know it. And they are very political in a lot of their songs and they have been since the eighties. And I, and I, that's what I like. I always tell people kind of listen to the, like, it's hard to listen to the words. I know you said that, but if you read the words, you'll see that a lot of bands are putting out, um, a lot of messages in their music. And, and, you know, there, is there a lot of garbage music out there? Of course there is. I mean, we're just being honest. I mean, but there is some bands that are actually trying to get the word out there in their way. And I always say that that's the best way that you can fight back against what's going on in the world is find the way that works best for you that you're comfortable with. So, yeah, actually know. they, they do have some, some, some good songs that I do like, but um, he was, um, he's, he's a Christian. I know I've, I've listened to some of his stuff, but he um, was a part of the Metallica. Is right. That right. Yes. Okay. Yes. At the very beginning. Yeah. He was the guitarist from Metallica and then, you know, because of his drinking problem, which I find kind of funny because they were all they were all into the drinking heavy. But they took him out of the band quite rudely, threw him out of the band uh, very quickly. No, no second chance or anything. And out of anger, which I've seen in a lot of interviews that Damon Stang does out of anger. He that's why he formed Megadeth. He wanted to make a band that was better than Metallica, more aggressive and was going to basically give them a run for their money, which I think he did. And okay. I do. And I, yeah, I think you would like a lot of them. Like, there's a lot of popular ones. There's one called Symphony of Destruction. That's a very big popular Megadeth song. It was actually one that was on radio and stuff. So they kind of got a little bit lighter for that one. It's still very heavy, but for them, it was a lot lighter. And, um, you know, it, it's got a great message to it. Like, and I, and that's what I like about their music. So, but I know that, you know, I, I fair enough. You're not a big metal fan, but, I do get to send you three videos, which makes me happy. So, <laughs> so, so let, let me ask you this, Rick: If there is heavy metal, is there light metal too? Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just a term, right? I mean, you got you got people call it rock. Some people, I don't think anybody calls it light metal, but you've got your <laughs> rock, you've got your heavy metal. You, I, I mean, you've got your metal. I guess I don't know. You've got the '80s bands, which they call hair metal. It's all these terms that people come up with. But do you know uh, where the where the why why metal? What's the metal? I, I don't. Well, see, I, and maybe chat and guys, like, right, Punk Rabbit, maybe you can help me on this or anybody in the chat. But let me, I'm going to try to kind of like where I think it came from and where it apparently came from is you remember the British invasion when they had a lot of these heavy, you might, maybe you don't know this, Greg, but there was a <laughs> lot of bands that came over from uh, like England and, and Europe and stuff like that. And they call this the British invasion, uh, British like invasion. Like the Beatles? You're talking about the Beatles? Well, yeah, but they're not that. I mean, heavy. Like, yeah, but they were. Yeah, technically, you could say they were part of that. Phil Phil Collins is British, as far as I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. stop. Enough with the Phil Collins. <laughs> okay, Jeez. you're right. My God, Greg. Anyways, <laughs> so no, but the British invasion came over, which was bands like Iron Maiden, and there was there's tons of the Motorheads, like a lot of these bands. Def Leppard, they came over, and from what I understand, the word metal, kind, of, I think it kind of came from the like they say that. A lot of the hard, hard rock music like Black Sabbath and bands like that came from a very industrial uh, part of town. And there was a lot of machine shops and you would hear the machine, the metal machines, like the presses hammering down constantly, like that big thumping sound when they're hammering metal out. So I, I maybe that's where it came from. I don't know really where I, I really don't know where the term metal came from, but I'm assuming that it had something to do with that. Or I don't know. Maybe somebody in chat can okay, tell so me, but. So Def Leppard would be considered heavy metal to some. Now this okay. could be an open. This could be a debate. I mean, okay, like sorry, I, I, I would, I, I would consider anybody. But no, no, yeah. no, no. You're not at all. I mean, yeah. Some people call it heavy metal. A lot of bands, I think, get tagged into the heavy metal genre that aren't heavy metal. Like they're, they're. You know, I don't consider Def Leppard heavy metal. Hard rock, yes. Probably um, Motorhead though, right? Motorhead. Motorhead's I heavy. Mean, yes, yes. Like I, stuff I like, mean, I, I've, I've only heard of them through Triple H and through wrestling. So there you go. Right, yeah. Sugar on me, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, like that, I would consider hard rock, maybe at best, pop rock. Like a lot of that was going on in the 80s. So, I mean, I wouldn't call it heavy, that's for sure. Uh, and same with bands like, like a lot of the bands in the 80s that, I mean, like Bon Jovi and all of that, they get kind of, 
thrown into the heavy metal genre. I've heard people say that, and I'm like, they're not. That's not heavy metal. Bon Jovi. That would be yeah. light metal. I would think light. Metal exactly. Bon yeah. This it's like pop, right? Like I mean, yeah, pop metal or 80s metal or whatever you want to call it, but it's definitely not heavy. So there is a line, um, I think, between pop metal and heavy metal kind of thing, but. You know, like you were never a big like I'm surprised you knew about Alice Cooper, but then you told me that you knew about him through wrestling and so in Wayne's World. So I was like, okay, so you don't really know his music. You kind of know or do you know his music? No, no, I probably only heard maybe one or two songs. And that was, yeah, back in the 80s um, when I was seven, eight years old or something like that. But, yeah, that's about it. Well, yeah. And so what is your what is your genre of music? I see a lot of people see in the chat. They like heavy metal here. Now we're going to let now you defend your case. Uh On the whole Phil Collins, like I can't Back do it. But, corner. but you like the Phil Collins. You like Fleetwood Mac, which I, I love Fleetwood Mac. I mean, my taste has, over the years, I was definitely just into heavy metal when I was younger. But mm-hmm. over the years, I'm I'm getting, I'm starting to appreciate a lot more bands that are a little bit lighter, like Fleetwood Mac. And um, I like the Cars. I like uh, I love the John, cars, yeah. yeah, John Cougar. I like mm-hmm. the door. I, even and see, I have a lot of people say, and I don't like the Beatles. I know people in the chat are probably going to faint when I say that. I don't. I'm not a Beatles fan. I try all the time, and I try so many different songs. And I'm not saying they're not musical geniuses. I'm not saying that they're not good. I just can't. I don't like them. But I like from that genre. I like the Doors, and I like stuff like that. So I know you're probably a Beatles fan. Where where's your music kind of go? Yeah, probably around there. Probably Beatles, Beach Boys. Um definitely fleet fleetwood would mac um but really i mean it's really been more about kind of what i grew up with more about what what my parents listened to and i would just listen to it and i would kind of listen to it and then when i got older um and i would hear those songs it would bring me back to my to my childhood so i was wondering um is the re like what is the reason for your love for the heavy metal is it because your parents listened to that stuff like how how early did you listen to it and what was your earliest exposure to the heavy metal music well yeah see it definitely wasn't my parents my parents from their generation were total elvis fans um nice. like they, I, yeah I and i love elvis. elvis yeah i can yeah. get down with elvis i'm an elvis fan too like a lot of it i don't like a lot of his stuff but i do like some of it i mean i do like elvis for like a lot of his music so that was what was big in my house now in my house music wasn't that big for my parents like they were not mm. like they would listen to the radio they would do stuff like that but they were never like going out avidly collecting music or like i do um it was my brother who was seven years older than me that got me into heavy metal because he would bring albums home and at you know at a young age i was listening to elvis and i was i was listening to some really bad music when i was younger like i remember uh listening to like the song rhinestone cowboy i'm i don't even know if anybody in chat would even know it's like it's a popular singer that does it, but the song's called Rhinestone Cowboy. It's a god awful song, in my opinion now. But I liked stuff like that when I was a kid. Like my, and then my brother started bringing home the heavy metal albums like that. He was running in, like he was getting, which was like ACDC, Alice Cooper, Black Sabbath, and stuff like that. So that is definitely where my taste for heavy metal grew from, and it's always been there since. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So always, I'm, always curious to hear how people like how they come to these music. But it, obviously, there's something that catches you that kind of draws you to it. So, yeah, you know. yeah. And that's what I mean. Everybody's got their choice in music. I mean, I know my brother's a big country fan. I, I mean, he still likes rock. Definitely, he likes mm-hmm. heavy metal. But he like he also likes country. I'm not a big country fan. Um, and now, do you, I'm, do you do you think these labels are kind of hurting things? I mean, um. Because kind of like we talk about, okay, well, we have to group this song. Like as someone who has, you know, I've, I've, you know, dabbled in, um, in like rap and, and it's kind of hard. Like I don't want to be just kind of put in this little box where I'm just this one label where it's just this. Do you think that there's like heavy metal groups that are just like, we're not heavy metal. We're just, we're just a group. We just love to make music. We love to make great songs, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I I would think so for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think a lot of bands don't like to be grouped. Some of them do, but I think a lot of them get categorized that where they don't like it. Kind of like we were speaking with Bon Jovi and Def Leppard. Now, I don't think that they would be like to be called uh, heavy metal, per se. I mean, I definitely think they're hard rock or, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely think there there's groups out there that aren't happy. And what I'm trying to lean into now more is like I was saying at the beginning is there's a lot of when you start digging, there is a lot of uh, the harder 
acts out there that are I like the messages that they're putting in there. They are there is bands out there, Greg, believe it or not, that are speaking about the occult, which this you know, people on this uh station we talk about all the time, the Illuminati and how they're controlling things from behind and how they're what they're trying to do to the people of the world and what their agenda is and a lot of these bands are um exposing that and i think that's really cool because it's at least it's their way of doing it and at least they're getting the message out there so i think that's kind of cool it's it's so powerful the whole music thing is so powerful and, and that's why i think it is such a big threat and that's why I believe, For especially sure. with the whole rap thing, it's been taken over, and, and especially around 1995, 1996, that's a topic for a whole nother day, but the music is so controlled. They want to con- control it to where you, it has to be a part of these labels. It has to be a part of this, and they make it so hard for people who just want to make good songs, who just want to make good music because they love making music. Yep. They make it very hard for them, and it's even harder now. You talk about the whole banning for YouTube. I've been banned on my YouTube channel for trying to play my own songs, the songs that I made, that I wrote, that I created, that I. Are you serious? Oh my god! You never told me that. Yeah, so that's how deep this whole hatred goes. But that just shows you how powerful of a forum it really is for somebody like me who actually stutters. I have a big stutter. I try to fight through it. Try to dance around words, et cetera, et cetera. But when I make songs don't have that problem so i can so writing songs is a great way for people like me to express myself and to you know to 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 do it in a very powerful way so music right. is a very powerful tool i agree i agree that music and, and and movies are huge powerful which i think a lot of it has been used against people to be honest i think a lot especially with movies and and tv and stuff like that it's definitely being used weaponized against the people and whether or not they even realize it or not. And But with everything, there is good, too. And that's the thing that that's the struggle that I think people that look into a lot of stuff like you and me and all the people listening that research stuff there. You know, there's a lot of stuff you got to get through because, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. But there's a lot of good information out there, too, if you want to dig for it. And I agree with you that that music is super powerful. And I and I'm it's true. I think that a lot of the bands that are speaking about things that the Illuminati are doing or political messages, they're definitely not being played on the radio, that's for sure. And mm-hmm. they're kind of being buried, in my opinion, a lot of their music, which is kind of sad because we should be allowed to be heard, in my opinion, anyways. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I got, it's it's pretty cool. Like, And I, that's the way I've always found a way that I can decompress myself, and that's why I wanted to call the show that, because, I mean, after watching this convoy all day, I mean, and what's going on? Like, I don't know if you've been keeping track of what's going on in Ontario, uh, in Canada here, but it's, you know, it's just, I, I, I'm actually find myself speechless in the last few days to what is going on. There's a video, I'm not sure if you saw it out there, Greg, it's on YouTube, it's not hard to find, where a police officer shows up to a woman's door, and I'm sure people in the chat are listening, I've, I've seen this, or somebody has, where she shows up to the door and hands the lady a card, and but telling like she's like, oh, we're just coming to the round to give let people know that what a peaceful protest looks like, and she's giving her like a card about what a peaceful protest is, and it was somebody that was on one of the uh, Facebook groups that mm-hmm. they track. They went and tracked down. They're tracking people down that are supporting these truckers and going into Facebook groups, and they're going into their doors now. And I'm just like, wow, yeah. I was just I was speechless. I was like, I can't believe that they're actually going to people's doors now to to do this and so after seeing stuff like that all day i was like i i have to decompress and that's what i do it's either it's 99 percent of the time music or art that i turn to yeah yeah i can't i can't blame you for that yeah i've been kind of keeping track i haven't heard about that but that just sounds like what we've all been uh thinking what this is going to come to where people are knocking down your door like your home is supposed to be your place your privacy your safe space right mm-hmm. so now it's like you, you can't even have that now um so but it, but it's yeah. all fear based they, they just want you to just to be fearful of uh, exactly. all of these different things and like nobody needs to tell us what a peaceful protest is it's common sense we know a peaceful yep. protest when when we see it we know when it's not peaceful we don't need 
need somebody to come in here and tell us that. Yep. Um, and why, why would they even do that? You know, why are they spending money? Why are they wasting time and resources on things like that to try to tell you exactly what is and what is not a part right. of their standards? Exactly. Here. Yeah. And that's, that's what the lady said too. And she answered the door. She's like, I hope you guys aren't going to be, uh, spending all the taxpayers money going around and doing this like i mean like and it's kind of scary when they're monitoring people in groups and well i see i mean i'm going to go off on a tangent and i'm trying to keep this show light like i want to make it because i i knew that was going to happen because as soon as i start talking about it i get really upset because of all the stuff going on so that's for monday show which i'm going to really hit on a lot of things on monday show i'm going to be talking about order followers and how that's how we're in this mess is by f- people following orders. And so I want to break that down. So let's keep it light, though, Greg, talking about sure. music and movies, because I will go off on a tangent and I don't want to <laughs> do that. I want to try to keep at least somewhat. But we're also talking about a lot. A lot of the things I like to do. One of the other things I do is some movies. And we were kind of talking before the show and we were talking about the movie Outbreak, which is a movie mm-hmm. that I, I'm sure most people have seen and they may not. You know, it's it was back in 1995 that this movie came out and. Um, I'm not saying that that's what's going on uh, exactly right now. Don't get misconceived what I'm saying here. But that was the movie, yeah, 1995, and it had uh, Dennis Hoffman, uh, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, a lot of great stars. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, Donald Sutherland, Cuba Gordon Jr., Kevin Spacey. Like it was a star-packed uh, uh, movie, a great movie too, which um, was kind of like what's going on now. Mind you, the virus was a lot more dangerous that they're dealing with. But what did you think of that movie from what you remember of it? Yeah, I mean, um, I thought Dustin Hoffman did a did a great job in it. Obviously, you know, I was a little bit younger then, so I was like, wow, this this could really happen. So that was the first time that I really got to thinking about um, a, a virus that may get out and may, you know, pretty much kill all of us. So it was kind of fear based. But the way that that the movie was done, I thought it was done really, really well. But obviously, um, because I had watched that when it first came out, when the whole COVID thing happened, that was actually one of the first things that I thought of. I was like, wow, this is just like the Dustin Hoffman movie. All right. Me too. So let's see where this, where this goes. So I wasn't really fearful of it. I kind of tried to treat it like that. Like, okay, you know, maybe there's not really that much to be fearful of here, but the similarities between that and there there's other movies too that are very similar to the to the covid thing but i think that is a big one that was the first one that really stood out i i agree and that's the first movie i thought of too when when this whole covid thing hit because that you know a lot of people have to remember when it first uh started being talked about a lot of people we didn't know much about it right so they were saying at the start of it, I remember them saying it, that it was going to be really serious and i mean i'm not saying it's not but i'm saying they were saying it was like going to be like uh are you still with me greg yeah i'm here oh, okay okay i just heard a beep okay good hopefully i'm still on <laughs> like i'm hearing beeps in my headset so but yeah anyway so That's they were the talking in your head That's it's probably the voices head. it probably is but uh, it's the heavy metal uh, it's the heavy metal it's ringing in my ears now but yeah that was the the first movie i thought of too was the um, that that movie and i'm not saying and i'm definitely like i said i'm not saying that that's exactly what's going on now obviously i'm not saying that but it did was the first movie i thought of and what was really i was explaining the scene to you when before we came on the show like the scene that was most powerful to me out of that whole movie and you kind of remembered it and i hope you go back and watch it because you'll see what i'm talking about is when at the very end and I and this is a spoiler alert, guys. If anybody hasn't seen it, definitely like I don't know, mute it for a second or something. But because I am telling the end of the movie in a way, uh, but definitely even if you haven't seen it, check it out because it is a great movie. Kind of scary, but it's still worth the watch. So the end of, and this is why I wanted to bring this movie up, Greg, because I do want to kind of uh, bring some education into this and where I see there's some meaning to uh, movies that I watch and I look for these kind of things like allegories and stuff like that. And the movie at the very end, they, the command, you know, the military commander wants to basically firebomb this whole city that's infected. And he just wants to drop like a basically like, it's not a nuke, but it's a, it's a serious bomb, like an oxygen bomb. And it basically going to wipe out the whole city. And he does, and the scientists that are helping, uh, basically are trying to tell, like they're, you know, they, they're trying to tell this military guy that they do have the, the way to cure everybody. And this military guy's just hell bent on, dropping this bomb on people and wiping the fingerprint to cover. You have to see the story. So anyways, at the end, while this 
plane is going with these soldiers in this plane, the helicopter goes up and they start talking to the pilots of the plane. And this is where the where I found it very powerful was what these what the Dennis Hoffman and is uh, they were talking about and he was trying to talk to the pilots was to me was trying to break the mind control of order following because that's what he's talking about for like a good, it's probably like a good eight minute scene and it's so powerful, Greg. And I'm sure if you saw it, it would jog your memory and you remember it perfectly. And he's, he's, they're talking to the pilots of this plane that are going to drop this bomb and they're in, you're watching in real time, you know, like it's obviously a movie, but in real time, him deprogramming these pilots. Like, you know, I mean, why are you following these orders? Like you're following orders. You don't know the facts. You're just blindly taking orders. You don't, you know, you're not questioning anything, you know, search for you humanity and stuff like that. And to me, that was so powerful because they're kind of in a way talking natural law, but they're mostly talking about breaking the spell of order followers. And that's why it was so powerful to me and why I thought of the movie even more when I was watching what's going on with the protests and stuff like that, because we would not be in this mess if these politicians didn't have people just blindly following their orders and doing what they're doing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like, you know, it's just kind of like it's either our way or no way. And so you can't you can't have that. Like, that's what a dictatorship is. Um, you know, in Canada, it's a little bit different here. But, um, you know, still, it still comes back to freedom. Like, obviously, if if there's something wrong, if there's something that is going to help in Canada, the people are going to just back it up. So where where the people sway, where the people go, you can clearly see it. But the whole trucker thing, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of different things, too, about, you know, this is kind of a, another false flag. Are the truckers, are they real? I mean, obviously, I believe there are, but I believe that um, we need to look at, too, is this being infiltrated or has this been a part of a false flag that is meant for the government, for the Canadian government to come in and crack, crack down, which we see, we've seen this, this program. This is all a very similar program where this goes, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, we still have, have to follow that, but this is not just a very simple, simple thing. But when you have, uh, these two clear sides, Obviously, you know, it makes me wonder because there there are more than just two sides here. So what do the truckers want? What does the government want? You know, that's what it really comes down to. Is this about the whole vaccination, about the whole the whole mandate thing? Is is that it? Is it just because the government wants to mandate the vaccinations? You have to have a vaccination card. Like, what is really going on here? So at the very best, I think this is going to get more people involved to, to just look at what is going on here. Like, what is happening here? So I think that's a big plus. What I'm worried about is at some point the government is going to use force. They're going to come in. And if the truckers are blocking roads, if they're blocking other things from getting through, obviously that is not a good thing. That's not going to hold up. So that's going to work in the government's favor. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Right. No, I agree. And I've been saying that for quite a while now with this, with the whole, the whole convoy and that, like, I mean, how is this, like, we're on a very, to me, uh, you know, we're teetering and it could go either way. And you got the mainstream media, which I mean, I put no, no, I don't think anybody listening right now puts any credibility into what they do. They've been caught lying so much during this convoy. It's incredible. Like it really is, Greg. Like, I mean, and then I was doing some research and if you look into it, the mainstream media now basically for the last quite a amount of years, they basically can get away with saying anything they want on the, on air and they don't have any accountability. They can slander people. They can do whatever they want and nobody gets any accountability for that and they just carry on afterwards like they never said it. And mm. that's what I have a problem with is people that are just – and then that's where it comes back to order followers. They're just taking the, – the, and that's what I hear a lot of people saying like I'm just doing this for my paycheck. I'm just – you know, and that's really bothers me. It, it just does because I think if they didn't have people um, carrying out what the government wants – it it wouldn't be where it is. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you have the police that are holding the like they're rounding people up, they're harassing people in a lot of cases, which you can find you just see videos of them doing that. It's not me just saying that they are. And 
I think they have to, we people, they have to wake up to realize that they're just excuse. There's no excuse for just following orders. That's not an excuse anymore, in my opinion. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I, I think it really puts them in, in a very tough spot because obviously they are the, the real targets because it's the, the real targets are the ones who are going to carry out whatever those, whatever the regulations are. Right. So they're really the ones who are really targeted. So they purposely put people who can be compromised into those spots. And, and if, you exactly. know, if somebody says, well, you know what? I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. They'll, they'll find somebody else. Yep to do that so i mean so it's it's at this higher higher level and it's like well okay well maybe if we just had the right people at the higher level maybe if we got rid of uh the prime minister and mm-hmm. maybe if we got rid of this person and blah 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 and it goes back to all this stuff and then you have the other side where they're like ah none none of that matters it doesn't matter you know blah, blah. so they don't even get in involved in that in the whole process so if people aren't willing to get involved in the process and fail, it's like, well, is that is that better to just not get involved and just let the government do whatever they want, let these people do whatever they want, these groups, these cults, these people who, who have been running these countries for years and years and years? Are we just going to continue to just let them do that? Right. Um, so we need fights. We need fronts. This is guerrilla warfare. You know, this isn't this isn't, hey, we're going to show up. We're going to just pretty much take over the whole country. It, it isn't that. This is um, guerrilla warfare. You really need people on different fronts fighting different battles, working for the, for the same goal, for what mm-hmm. is best for that country, for what is best for, the, for this whole world. Right. And so we have to get involved at some point. So everybody knows what they can do and what they can't do. Whatever you can do, please try to do that. Try to do whatever you can to make your country, to make your state, to make your county a, a better place. There is something that you can do. Never lose hope. There is always hope. There is nothing to fear. There is the, there is nothing to lose. You have nothing to, to lose at this point. We've lost everything. We've lost yep. our country. We've lost our government. We've lost all these things. We have nothing to lose by trying to get the right people into those offices. It's not the end all be all. But yes, that is a battlefront that I don't think that we should give up on. And I know a lot of people that have, they've, They've given up on that. They don't even yeah. want to go there. You know, and it's like, well, and maybe in certain states and certain areas, yeah, okay, maybe that is a, a, a losing battle, but um, it's a losing battle right now. But right. we can plant those seeds. We can still make some great changes here, but we have to get involved at some level. Everybody knows what they can do, what their their limitations are, and it's you know so that's why I never say, hey, if we just do this, everything will be great, right? Right. Um, every I, I everybody agree. can can do something. I agree. That's what I always tell people. There's you, there's uh, everybody's good at something. I, I always say that. They're, somebody, everybody has a talent. So I mean, if you can take that talent, whatever it may be, it could be artwork, it could be doing a podcast, it could be doing a video. Whatever way you can get the message out and try to reach as many people is a great thing, and that's you know what I'm gonna I I really want to start doing on my on my Monday night show is that I want to start trying to reach people that don't know about natural law and haven't looked into it and especially order followers and I agree with you that a lot of people say if we just get this person in the office everything's going to change well I think history can show us quite clearly that that's not the case that we're just basically getting more of the same. And I think that it really starts at the ground level where you have to start reaching these order followers and letting them see that what they're doing is so against natural law. Like it, like nobody has the right to, to do what they're doing to enforce these laws. And that's the thing that upsets me is that these politicians and the people running the world, these elite, they know, they know this. They, they, they're not stupid people. They, they know this. And, but they still use these, uh, people that I think all people that join the police force, most of them and p- places where you have to take orders, military, now they all do it because they want to do the right thing. I think m- most of them, I mean, they want to serve, you know, people, they want to help people and stuff like that. But then they're taking orders from people that are totally evil and totally, uh, have no feelings and they're just trying to carry out an agenda and so that's why i think it's important that we have to reach the people that are carrying out these orders these order followers to start waking them up and making them realize that what they're doing is just being used is what the best way to put it they're being used by the elite 
to do their dirty work. And I just think it's a, I wouldn't want to be in their position. That's for sure. I like the way you said that. Yeah. And, it's a, and it's a I, tough I, one. I, yeah, it really is. And it's, you know, the, it's like the more that you think about it, the more complex the whole thing is because, yep. yeah, because you want to reach, reach them, the ones who are, who are forced to carry out these, these orders, but it's also the ones who are creating these or where, yep. where are, are these orders coming from? How are they getting through? How are they constitutional? And, um, why do we keep voting in these, these same people that are, are doing this? I think one of the great things that President Trump did was really expose how the voter fraud, at least in this country, how deep this whole thing goes and how serious of a problem voter fraud really is and why we really need to simplify that process. We need to make some radical changes to the whole voter process, and that's why so many people have pretty much checked out. So I get why people have checked out, but if you check out, you know, it's the other side that I that I've heard. Well, if you check out. You can't complain about it because you're not part of it. You're not trying to do anything to make it better. You know, standing it, you know, blocking a city or, or blocking trucks from getting into Canada, from people from getting into Canada. What is that going to do? What are you really uh, accomplishing here? What is the goal of these truckers? And a lot of people that I know that are just learning about this, that's what, what they're asking. It's the whole BLM thing. When the BLM was blocking freeways, blocking traffic – what did they think that they were going to accomplish by doing that, but just creating strife between the, the guy who's just trying to get to his to his home, the guy who's just yeah. trying to get off work and blah, blah, blah. So what are these truckers really doing and what is 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 their goal and is what they're doing really going to help? Right. I, I think it will. I, I do. I, I, I hope it will. I, I do believe in what they're doing. I, I do stand with them because. How is it going to help? What, what are, what they, what are they doing that is going to make it better for, for Canada? Well, I think they're, they're basically they're bringing everything to the front, right? I mean, they're giving people a ground, like, because I got, like, let's go back two months ago so I can kind of build up to what I mean. Um, Two months ago, I I was I saw everybody just kind of like not everybody. I I don't like to lose blanket statements, but most people were going along to get along. People were getting their their jabs. They were you know they were wearing their mask. They were doing everything by the book, hoping that things would eventually go back to normal. There wasn't really a, a and there wasn't a group like a group that was together on the front. And that's what I love about this convoy and the truckers is that now we have so like now they're everybody's coming together in, in Canada. Like we're like one big unit, you know, we're all on the same page. We just want our freedoms back. We want these mandates to stop because like, I mean, government, we know they're not government never gives back power once they're giving it. That, that's it. They're not going to give back this power they were given uh, during COVID. So I think they're people just want to go back to normal and, we didn't have a good place that nobody was all on the same page is what I'm saying. And now they are. And I think that it's bringing, I think the government now is looking and saying, listen, like Canadians have had it. I think all the governments are saying that about all, all the countries, to be honest, that people are just getting fed up. And I think the trucker convoy is making that very clear to them that they're here uh, and they're not going away until things get fixed until, and I mean, and they have tried to bribe these truckers a little bit by saying, okay, we're going to remove this mandate or we're going to, and like little things they're trying to say, but the truckers are not doing that. They're standing firm and they are not leaving until they get some clear changes done and things are, are going to change. I mean, things have to change. They can't keep going on the way they're going, Greg. This is crazy because I mean, where does it end? That's what I always wonder. Where where does it end? When is the government going to stop? Just keep taking and taking and taking, is that's what they're doing. That's right. So you know, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, like I, that's what I see the truckers doing. I see them at least giving us a battlefront to stand up for, and there and showing the government that you know we have had enough. And I think this is long time coming. I think it should have happened a couple of years ago, personally. Before we lost so much, we're lo- like that's what I keep thinking. Like we've lost so much, and I and I do I worry about the kids that come, but you know, at before you know after us, like what are they going to be inheriting? What's going to be the new normal? Like I mean, I was talking to my neighbor, and now uh, 
in the high school, like they when the vaccines first came out, they were talking about how it was they're making it cool to go get your vaccine. Everybody was like it was like a party, and you had to be part of the group, and they all went as a group, and it was a great. And it was it's just really weird to me what they're doing. So. I just, what are your thoughts? I mean, like, what, like, in your area, what's going on? Like, do you see, are people rising up? Like, is the convoys, is there talk of that going on in your area? What's kind of going on in your neck of the woods? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a subtle uprising, a very private, you know, thing where people are kind of just, they know that it's, that it's not good. And you have some people that are just kind of taking it, like you said, you know, cause every, everybody else is. And, right. you know, it seems like a, a good thing. So, um, that's when, when I look at that and I see, okay, well, what these truckers are, are, are doing, it's, it's letting people know that, Hey, maybe there is an alternative. Maybe the shot is right. not good. Maybe this mandate is not good. Maybe we should give people the choice if things work. People will will do it, you know. If if people see, hey, if if I take this vaccine, I'm not gonna have to worry, you know. I'm I'm gonna be okay. They're going to to take it. But if they hear these stories where people are dropping dead, sports players are dropping dead, things like that, you know. Uh, Bob Bob Saget. They, now they're trying to say that Bob Saget like hit his hit his head, and that's why he died. When we all know that if you get the shot, you know it it damages your brain, things like that, like yeah. all these things. So it's 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 a it's a double edged sword. It's, it's kind of it like is. man, like I don't want to criticize anybody on any side, but I do want to I do want people to have a good talk about this stuff. Yes, and to really and a think choice. about it on yeah. on all sides. Yeah, to have a this, choice. This, that's this what I yes, that's perfect what you said. And that's what I think the truckers are trying to show people is that there it, there is a uh, a choice and we're allowed and the, and I think they're really showing that what's been taking away. Like and how the government is overstepping and through this whole COVID thing, they've been breaking laws. It's amazing. Like, uh, it really is when you start diving into it. I'm just like, and I, I keep saying to myself, how did we get here? Like, I, how did we get here? Like, what is going on here? Like, I mean, there's other, there's research out there people can look at there. And if you try to go against the narrative, they bury any information that people try to put out or it's opposing what they're trying to put out to the people. And like I was saying earlier with the media, even with the convoy, they're caught lying constantly. Uh, all like through this whole, uh, this whole, um, convoy in Ottawa, they were like lying basically, just not basically, they were, they were lying and saying <laughs> fat, like stuff that was not true at all and no accountability. And I think that's what the truckers are asking for. And that's what I stand for. Like, listen, there's got to be accountability for what's going on, for what these politicians have done, for what these health officials have done. And, there needs to be some accountability and people have to, they, we should have a choice and that right, was but taken away you, from us. Yeah. But are, are people willing to, I mean, what type of, uh, uh, account, uh, accountability are they willing to kind of force them to, are they willing to go like, if they're willing to, you know, block traffic and things like that, are you willing to go into a, to a voting booth and make sure that you vote these people out? Like, I don't see, I, I mean, that's, it, it's kind of like I see a lot of people, they don't want to do both. It's like, you know, well, why, why not? It's, it takes you five, ten minutes. Go into a voting booth, vote these idiots out. You right. know, you don't have to vote for wh whoever. And it, you know, it, obviously that's not going to solve everything. But I mean, there's so many fronts. This is, you know, there's so many different battles. There's so many different things that we can do that I just hope people just don't give up on the whole voting process. I think they want us to give up on that. I'm not saying that the voting process is going to change everything. It's going to solve problems. But the, I mean, when you look at why there is such a big issue with voter fraud and you look at the people that are, are voted in, look at your prime, prime minister, you know, I mean, come on. If, if you had a yeah. lot of these good people voting, do you really think a guy like that would ever get in, in office? The voter turnout is so low. People are just fed up, which I get that, but it's like, man, but you have to show up. You have to show up. You have to vote, vote, vote for, for Donald Duck. I don't care. Vote for Phil Collins. I don't care who you vote for. <laughs> vote for somebody. But just show up just to let them know, hey, our our vote means something because yep. they recognize voter fraud is a threat. It's at least in this country, it's been a big threat. They stopped blacks from from actually voting because they they didn't because they knew blacks would not vote their way, right? It, it's, right. It, it goes back to all of these things where it's just like it's just one more thing that we can do to kind of pierce the 
the new world order to let them know that we are not just going to stand by. I think I, I think you're right. I think that's you know when I look at the best case scenario, that's what these truckers are are doing. They they took a stand. They've raised this whole issue. A lot of people sure. are now looking at it. It's created a dialogue where people like us can can talk about this. I can talk about this with people who are you know on the complete other side. They may have a totally different view, but now we're talking about it. So mm-hmm. that is a positive thing. Oh, I I agree, and I and the more it's exposed, I think that's a great thing too, Greg. I mean, I the, people have to be start being called out, and that's where I kind of say the accountability thing is that for t- too many years now with this whole COVID thing that there's you know it's just been no accountability for it. They can say whatever they want, they can take our rights away, and I mean it's crazy. Like, I, but I do have hope too because even with this convoy now. I do know a few of my uh, people that I know it, where I live that you know they've gotten bold now. Like they're they're now they're going into stores. They're not like they're not wearing their mask and stuff like that. They're kind of, everybody that I that I'm talking to. A lot of the people are just they're just fed up. Like it's just when's enough enough? And I think of all the damage that this has done, the damage that all of these mandates have done, and what these politicians are trying to pull and pass has done way more damage than COVID ever did. And I think that's why I'm glad the truckers are bringing this, they're, they're bringing this up to the front and they're, they're making it, they're giving it the light of day. They're talking about it. It's making people realize just how fed up they are and it's giving them a, a battle. I call it a battleground. It's not because it's peaceful. I don't mean it that way, but it's giving some people a place to rally, I should say, and to come together as Canadians and around the world, wherever you may live, these, you know, in Australia, I know me and you watch Jamie's show a lot, and he's fighting for Australia and bringing awareness to that, covering the convoys there. This is a worldwide movement that I think needed to happen, has to happen, and I just hope it goes for the right. You know, But I always like get a little worried because just when we think we're a little bit ahead, it seems that the powers to be, the new world, the new world order, the elites, they always seem to be 10 steps ahead of us. So I'm hoping it all works out and things do change for the positive, which I'm sure you do too. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm not really worried about it because, yeah, they are, you know, that's what the devil is. This is the devil's world. So, but you have to remember, if they're 10, 10 steps in front of us, Jesus Christ right. is 20, 20 steps in, 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 <laughs> in front of, of them. So we have nothing to fear by doing this stuff, by talking about this stuff. And that's really the, you know, that's where my, my main focus, you know, really is, is just doing whatever God wants and kind of going, going there and, um, you know, obviously I want to learn about that. I want to look at everything that is happening, but to really think that, you know, at, at the end of this road, one day we're all going to be hold, holding hands. The world is going to be great. Like that's not what, what the Bible says. The Bible is right. clear on how all of, of this ends here. So until then, we don't, we don't have to fear these things. We, we know right. this is what. And that's their biggest, that's the. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Greg. I apologize, but that I agree. That's that's what their the elite's main weapon is too, right? It's always fear. It's just pump the fear, you know, fear on the news, fear in the media, fear if you talk, you're going to get taken down. Fear and this lady apparently now she's probably going to be fearful to even leave a comment on Facebook in a group. I actually, from watching her video, I don't think she will. I think she'll post more, but I think a lot of people would be even scared to post anything after that. I mean, if your police show up at your door and you know they're watching you make a post and now they're talking about, like the tactics they're using, Greg, are so dirty, like yeah. holding the money that was donated for the truckers, they're pulling the gas, they're, they're, the amount of the legal things that the the authorities are doing, the so-called authorities, I don't give them any authority in my mind, but the things they're doing is incredible. It really is what they're getting away with and i think that people are just i think this rally is making people realize that they've you know the government that okay i think we push the people to their breaking point and they have had enough and i'm hoping that that you know it something good comes out of it i'm i'm really praying that it does yeah i mean the only thing i would you know the only thing that i could tell people and you know at at, at the end of every talk i know we're coming up to the end of this hour at the end of every talk man keep jesus christ in it you know when you take him out of it you 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 will fail. These things will keep going. That's why these people have failed. It looks like they're winning. They think that they're winning. They, the evil always thinks that it's winning, but they've taken Jesus Christ out of it. That's why they continue to fail. That's why you will always have 
um, these truckers. You will always have these groups. You will always have somebody standing up against these these powers, and they will be more powerful than any of these evil structures that have been built on this world. As long as they focus on God, as long as they focus on Christ, they don't have anything to 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 fear. In the end, we know how this ends. So, right. uh, you know, I hope everybody just stay, stays positive. Do not give in to that fear. I think you've been talking about that mostly. It's like you give in to that fear, and it it, yep. it will it will over overtake you. You can look into the to the eyes of these evil politicians. It's fear. Not yep. only are they trying to spread the fear, they're fearful them, themselves. You know, yep. they're they're not happy. They're not living a great life. It may look like it to us, to to some people who are are struggling, but their life is much worse than ours right. because we are free and they are not. Right. And uh, no, that's very well said. That is the truth. I I don't. I would not want to be them, and I'm glad I'm not them because I I never would want to do that to anybody was uh, to put these rules in and stuff like and just make laws up as they seem fit kind of thing and i don't, would never want to be that and i agree like they, they're probably not happy people i'm sure there's not a lot and i do believe that a lot of the police that are that are on that side right now i think they know deep down what is right and they see what's going on they know what's right i've seen a lot of police speak out actually and they agree with what the truckers are doing and support the truckers 100 percent. there's a lot of people they don't show that they don't like to show those videos and they kind of pull them down of which you, you would expect but there is a, there is an awakening i think happening i just hope it the momentum keeps going and keeps going and more people keep waking up to what's going on and evil that is trying to take over and i totally agree with you that we have to stay positive and keep the fight going because we like i keep saying we're losing our freedoms and nobody can disagree with that. I don't think anybody with a, a, a sane thought in their head cannot see that over this cold COVID thing. We have lost so many freedoms and rights. So we have to keep positive and fighting and moving forward. And that's why I support the truckers, man. They're, they're giving us a front and they're make, they're giving everybody a voice and they're, it's, it's spreading worldwide. You can see that like all around the world, these convoys are starting to happen and people are starting to rally up. And I think that scares the elite. Quite a, I, I imagine quite a bit they're scared. I mean, a lot of people say they're not scared. I've had people say they don't fear stuff like this, but I don't think they are too comfortable with what's going on, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say that would depend on if they've created this here. So that's true. That's true. But yeah, you're right. So yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, we got about three minutes left. So I just want to uh, thank everybody for coming and checking out. My new show, I'm going to be covering a lot of different uh, music and movies in the future, trying to find ones with great allegories and hidden meanings and stuff like that. So thank you, everybody, for coming and joining me. Please donate if you can. Remember, it is listener-supported. And thank you, Greg Fernandez Jr., for joining me for uh, my first hour here on Crip Rick's Decompression Hour. Take care, guys. Barbara Jean Lindsay, The Cosmic Oracle. If you have questions about your past lives or future plans, need answers from the cosmos about your love life or career, or just want to keep your finger on the pulse of the planet, check out my show, The Cosmic Oracle, here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a simple majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of... Be more quiet. Ma- I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I'm seen such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, and... Stupidity. I'll do you for that. Oh, what? Come here. 
What are you going to do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible! You're a loony. The Black Knight always comes! Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Even the government admits that 9-11 was a conspiracy. But did you know that it was an inside job, that Osama had nothing to do with it? That the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes? That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later because of explosives planted in the building? Barry Jennings was there. He heard them go off and felt... Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ross from Planet X Filmworks channel on YouTube and the Zodiac Files True Crime series. Check it out. And shout out to Greg and the Gray Stage channel. Their content is amazing. A simple truth. It really is this simple. Either you believe David Crowley is innocent, or you believe he is guilty. If you believe David Crowley is guilty, you are wrong. If you believe David Crowley is innocent, you are right. It really is that simple. A United States Army veteran is dead. His wife and his five-year-old daughter are dead. A thorough investigation would only conclude with authorities admitting they lacked evidence to support their accusations. If authorities were to admit the case remains unsolved, they would also have to admit that the public may still be in danger. I am not able to solve this case. My interest is in forcing authorities to admit David Crowley is innocent. The reason they refuse to talk about this case is not because they are confident of David's guilt. They lack confidence in their allegations. Their department wishes to move on, but they are only lying to themselves. They must know the simple truth, and they need to publicly admit this. Their credibility depends on it now. The unspoken truth is that David is innocent until proven guilty. Why are authorities running from the simple truth? How long do they think they can run for? You cannot run from God. You cannot run from your nightmares. And you cannot run from the facts. Why would anyone want to? What could possibly motivate someone to try? If you cannot prove David Crowley guilty, then he remains innocent. It's as simple as that. So the resistance we face is disgusting. If David was guilty, the evidence would be right in our faces. If David was guilty, resistance to our questions would not exist. If David was guilty, facts would be evident. There are no facts to prove David guilty. There are only facts which prove David innocent. Hence the resistance to getting justice for David Crowley and family. Who cares? Do the people who closed this case and decided to not speak about it ever again really care? Do the friends who accused David Crowley of being guilty days after his body was found really care? Perhaps they only care about spreading the accusations of David's guilt instead of researching the facts of this case. They don't seem to care about the facts which prove David innocent. Truth is a simple thing. Justice does not die. Facts prove David is innocent. Cryptocurrency and thought-provoking interviews. Then check out Crypt Rick's I've Been Thinking on YouTube or every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
Studio A at Revolution Radio. Freedomslips.com. Welcome to the Crypt. Sophia from the Gray Stage Podcast, and I'd like to invite all of our listeners to join the Justice for David Crowley and Family Group located on Facebook, where we have almost 4,000 members. In this group, we welcome discussions regarding the case and have all of the documents located in the file section for everyone to review. If you like, you're welcome to visit Greg Fernandez Jr.'s website called The Gray Stage. It's located at thegraystagewordpress.com. You can find his book and all the official documents for this case at his website. Lastly, I'd like to introduce you to Catherine Michelle, who's a part of this podcast. Catherine Michelle has a YouTube channel under her name, where she mainly discusses the Crowley case. So please feel free to stop by and give her channel a like and a listen. Until our next podcast, keep speaking the truth and justice for David Crowley and his family. Mm-hmm.